0: Advancing in adversity. Advancing in adversity. Will you repeat that, those of you who are here? Advancing Advancing in in adversity. adversity. And those of you who are watching via live stream, advancing advancing in adversity. John chapter 16, we find particularly verse 33, but in John chapter 16, we find Jesus continuing his farewell discourse to his disciples. This was the night before his crucifixion, and there were some things that he were he was going over with them, particularly. Uh, number one, he began to talk about <clears throat> the person and power of Holy Spirit, how he will send Holy Spirit. And just let me say this, uh, during this time where there seems to be a lot of distress is going on. Crisis. People's hearts are failing. The men's hearts are failing. Um, it's good to be filled with the person of Holy Spirit because the Bible lets us know that when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we edify, we charge, we build ourselves up. And in times like these, we need the person, the presence and power of Holy Spirit. So he begins to talk about sending the person of Holy Spirit. He talked about the joy of believers and he somewhat concludes in verse uh in chapter 16 with how he has victory someone say victory, victory over the world now verse 33 says this john 16 33 i have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace in the world you will have tribulation and distress and suffering. So he's, he never said that there won't be things that would try to come against us. But he said, listen, in me there is perfect peace. But be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy. Why? Because I have over." Come the world. So even in times that that seems to be turbulent, even in times that may seemingly be distressful, we can still have joy in him. Perfect peace. My conquest is accomplished. My victory is abiding. I want you to realize this, believer, beloved. You were not created to fear, nor were you created to worry. You were not created to fear, nor were you created to worry. 2 Timothy 1.7 says this, ERV version. The spirit God gave us does not make us afraid. (laughs) His spirit, listen to this, his spirit is a source of power and love and self-control, self-control. Discipline his spirit, the spirit that he has given us is a listen to this a source of power <laughs> and love and of self control. So again, I said you were not worried, you were not created to fear, nor were you created to worry. Matthew six thirty four, Message translation says this, and I'm going to give you three points. I'm going to let you enjoy the rest of your day. Work with me. It's been a moment, so, so I'm still um, let me get myself together. <laughs> I've been on my uh, what they call it, pastication. I, I've been on my pastication, so I may seem a little rusty around the ages, but g- give me about five minutes. I'll have it all together. Matthew six thirty four message says this. Give your first of all, what are we talking about? Advancing in adversity. I want you to say it again. Advancing in adversity. In other words, how to keep moving forward, increasing, making progress in adversity, in the midst of trouble, in unfavorable situations. When there seems to be affliction, as believers, we can still advance. But we have to trust in our Lord Jesus Matthew 6 34. Give your entire listen to this. Give your entire attention to what God is doing right now. (laughs) Don't get worked up about what may or may not happen tomorrow. God will help you deal with whatever hard things come up when that time comes. So again, we were not created to worry nor were we created to fear. Listen, enjoy the moment. Thank God For today, tomorrow, listen, whatever comes tomorrow, God will help us handle tomorrow. Now, there is a, let me say this, there there is a disparity between worry and awareness. So I'm not saying don't be aware, but there's a, a great disparity between being worried and being aware. When someone is worried... Worry, there is mental suffering, there's anxieties, disturbing thoughts. So, when you get over into the worry realm, you are anxious, you are troubled mentally, and awareness. See, but when you are aware, you're you're conscious, you're cognizant, you're awake, you're informed, there's wisdom. So there are things that we do in the natural. For instance, with the coronavirus, there are things that we can do in the natural to keep our immune systems built up, like getting rid of sugar. That's another message. Stop eating dairy, exercising every day. So there are things that we can do in the natural. So there, And I wanted to say that because sometimes even as believers, because we have such a strong confidence in God, people think that we're not, uh, they, they think that we're being somewhat cuckoo for Cocoa puzzle. We're, we're not balanced. No, we're very well balanced. We're just not worried. Yes, sir. We understand being aware, <laughs> but we're never worried. <laughs> Proverbs 24, 10 Proverbs 24.10. Again, I'm just, I just want to share with you. I just felt impressed to encourage you. Uh, uh, again, thank you for my leadership team. When, when I was praying and we were praying about as to whether or not we should have service today or not, um, the, again, the, you know, the scales were kind of going both ways. Some said, hey, let's have it. Hey, man, we're the hill protecting our health. We're not worried about that. Then there was a side, you know, there was a aware side that said, hey, well, you know, even though we trust God, I'm not sure what everybody else is doing. And all it takes is one to come in here who's, who's, so I felt impressed this Sunday by Holy Spirit to do it live. And uh, after we all uh, conceded to that, uh, then they looked at me and said, well, you preach Sunday. Why y'all, why y'all want me? Why, why, why I got to come back so soon? What y'all trying to do? <laughs> so I felt impressed. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit immediately began to give me these scriptures, so I felt impressed to share share this with you. So I got three points. We're talking about what? How to what? Advance in adversity. Proverbs 24 10 New King James Version says this. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I like that but the message renders it much more clearly. Listen to this. If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. Woo! Did you hear that? If you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. And when you look throughout the world today, you have a lot of believers. Those who confess Jesus are falling to pieces. Your strength is small. That's a great indicator that I need to spend more time in his presence. First point, someone say point number, point number one. When we're talking about advancing in adversity, first thing we need to do is look to God. Jesus somewhat gives us a glimpse of this or he gives us a nugget in John 16, He tells us, listen, in me, there is perfect peace. In the world, there's going to be troubles. There are going to be things that try to come against you. But be of good cheer. Why? Because I have overcome the world. So first point, we need to look to God. What's number one? Look to God. Those of you who are watching, what's number one? Look to, God. look to God. Psalms 46 verses 1 through 3, amplified version. God is our Refuge. What do you mean our refuge? He's our shelter. He's our protection from danger and trouble. God and, and trouble. God is our our refuge and strength. Mighty, watch this, and impen, impenetrable. Impenetrable. Mighty and impenetrable. In other words, he cannot be penetrated. His word. Another word to say that is his word is bulletproof. (laughs) A very present, listen to this, a very present and well-proved help in trouble. God. Do you see this? A very present and well-proved help in trouble. So the first thing we want to do is look to God, impenetrable. In other words, it cannot be, his word cannot be penetrated. His word is bulletproof. So when I stand on his word, relative to anything that's going on, when I have his word, that thing cannot penetrate. Boy, this is so good. Verse two, therefore, watch this, therefore we would not worry why? Because his word is bulletproof yes, <laughs> Though the earth should change, look at what's going on now. So though the earth should change, and though mountains and though the mountains be shaken and slip into the hearts of the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and form, though the mountains tremble at its roar, listen, we would not fear why because his word. is impenetrable. Psalms 34, 19. Psalms 34, 19. So what's the first point? First point, we must what? Look to God. Psalm 34, 19, Amplified. Listen to this. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous. But (laughs) many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the righteous but the Lord (laughs) rescues him from them all in other words no matter what circumstances may come against you no matter how perplexing they seem the Lord, watch this, rescues him, them, them, him, her, they, us out of them all. It's a good place to say amen. Ah, feeling my help coming. Many hardships and perplexing circumstances confront the rest. So there may be many things that come against us, but listen. But. <laughs> God, the Lord rescues him from them all. So even now, again, during this time of uh, the, the world is seemingly in a chaotic state. Hey, for the believer, you should still have joy. Why? Because Christ has overcome the world. Psalm 34, 17. Is anyone crying for help? Watch this. God is listening, ready to rescue you. (laughs) Do you see this? Is anyone, again, the first point is what? Look to God. A lot of people are in panic. They're they're searching. They're they they're Google searching uh, 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 how to survive this. And they're calling this person. They're looking to this source. This is anyone crying for help, or literally asking God for help. He's listening, ready to rescue you. So if you're somewhat discombobulated today, if you're somewhat perplexed. Have you inquired of God? He's listening, ready to rescue you. Now, this is very important as we go into point number two. What is God listening for? Let me tell you what he's listening for. He's not listening for you to shout. Shout if you want. But he's not looking for a shout. What I mean scream out to him and it, 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 Lord did no, no. fast, fasting is great, prayer is great. <laughs> but let me tell you what he's looking for. God is looking for you to say back to him what he has said concerning your situations. Your circumstances, or whatever it is that you are going through. God is listening, listen now, for you, beloved, to say back to him what he has said about you, your situation, or your circumstances. He watches over his word to perform it. <laughs> He't care about shit and that, that boy. He watches over his word to perform it. So what, so what is God listening for? He's listening for us to say back to him what he has said about me, my situation or my circumstances. Point number two so since God is looking for me to say back to him what he has said. We must, this point number two, we have to allow the word of God to be my defense. The word of God must be your defense. What's point number two? The word of God must be our defense. Make it personal. The word of God must be my defense. (laughs) The word of God must be my defense. Matthew 4 and 4. If you remember Matthew, uh, when the tempter, which was the devil, came to Jesus, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. And in verse number four, listen to what Jesus said. I like how it's rendered in the ERV version. In the ERV version. What's point number two? The word of God must be my defense. Point number two. The word of God must be my defense. Jesus answered him, talking about the devil. The scripture says, the, the scriptures say, watch this. It is not just bread that keeps people alive. Their lives depend on what God says. My goodness. Do you see this? Jesus answered him. So every time the enemy presents something to you through a virus, through an individual, through a circumstance, this should be your response. (laughs) For it is written. (laughs) That's Jesus' response was for it is written. Now watch, in other words, the word was his defense. Notice what he says. The scripture says. It is not just bread that keeps people alive. Uh, Listen, I know we're storing up bread, tissue paper, milk, canned goods. Hey, be aware. Use wisdom. But more importantly, there must be an influx, an inundation of this word, an insemination of this word into the life of the believer. Because in times like these, what's in you will come out of you. And if there is not a sufficiency of word, you will crumble every time when there's a crisis. (laughs) Notice he said, listen, our lives depend on what God says. Do you see this? This should be intrinsic for the believer. It should be automatic. This this thing is innately in us to regurgitate the word. For it is written, "Corona, you shall not come nigh me. No evil shall befall me, neither shall any plague come nigh my dwelling. My household is whole. My body is healed. I will not be affected by corona." Or any other virus. Yes, sir. Are you here? Boy, I love that translation. Psalm ninety four twenty two. So what's point number two? The word of God must be my defense. Point number two. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. One more point. Point number two. The word of God must be not my defense. Psalm ninety four twenty two. Listen to this. But the Lord. <laughs> Remember, God and his word are one. But the word (laughs) has been my defense. And my God, the rock of my safety, protection against trouble, danger, hurt, harm, and my refuge. What? His word has been my defense. I'm screaming like there's a crowd in here. Excuse me. But the Lord, the word has been my what has been, what is the psalmist saying his defense has been? The word. God. Jesus, the Lord. They're all one. The Lord has been my defense and my God, the rock of my what? Refuge. Listen, that word defense, I want you to write this down. It's the Hebrew word misgob. Misgob and this is what it means a secure height a stronghold being a retreat a lofty place an inaccessible place I, I, I like this next definition a whole lot better It means to be in an unassailable place. Unassailable place. U N A S S A I L A B L E. It means to be in an unassailable place. Unassailable means unable to be attacked. Watch this questioned or defeated. So, so, so when the word of God becomes your defense, it puts you in a place where you are unable to be attacked, questioned, or defeated. Why? Because the word has become my defense and nothing can penetrate the word. the word. Listen to this. Unassailable. Unable to be attacked. (laughs) It may come near you, but it can't attack me. That's why you'll see thousands falling by your side, but it will not come near me. Why? Because I'm in a place where I cannot be defeated, questioned, or attacked. hope you get in this. Proverbs 4 21 through 23. Man, that's so good. When you say this, I am in an unsaleable place where I am unable to be attacked, questioned, or defeated. I am in a lofty place untouchable by the enemy. Now give the Lord a shout of praise. Thank you, Father. Proverbs 4, 21 through 23. So the word of God has to be what? My defense. So there has to be an influx of the word. Don't lose sight of these things. Keep them deep within your heart. Because they are light to those that find them and they heal. The whole body. Do you see this? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So when I keep the word of God deep within my heart, there are life to those that find them. Watch this, and they heal the whole body. Guard your heart more than anything else. Watch this. Why? Because talking about your mind because the source of life flows from it. Psalm 119-165. So, the word of God has to be my defense. Joshua 1 and 8 tells us meditate in this word what? Day Day and night. night. How often? Day and night. How often? Day and night. One translation says, never stop reciting the word. Never stop. Psalm 119, 165. Great, listen to this, great peace have those who love your law, your word and nothing causes them to stumble. Nothing causes them to stumble, to be trapped, to be tripped up. Why? Because they love your word, your law, and your word is a impenetrable defense your word cannot be penetrated Psalm 119 165 GNT renders it this way this is why it's so important that we stay in the word those who love your law have perfect security watch this And there is nothing that can make them fail. Fall. Let me read it again. Those who love your law have perfect security. And nothing. And there is nothing that can make them fall. Not even the coronavirus. Last point. So point number one. We must what? Look to God. Point number two. We must make the word our defense. Point number three. See, it's not enough just to hear the word. You must again say back to God what he has said about you. <laughs> Faith by hearing and hearing by declaring the word or hearing by the spoken word. (laughs) So the more you speak this word the more you are convinced persuaded that God is more than able to manifest what he's already promised. And it's, it's not so much You doing anything other than agreeing with God. (laughs) I know what we mean when we say my faith. It's not your faith. It is your agreement with God. Most of our faith can't bust a grape. But if I agree with God. And that's all simply from a biblical standpoint. Your faith is just trusting in God. Scripturally. There's a natural faith where we do certain things. But I'm talking to the, for the believer. Our faith, our trust is in his ability, not mine. Oh, boy. All I need to do is agree with him. So point number three, you must agree with God. Hashtag, you must say the same thing that God says. So God cannot cosign or he will not cosign on anything that he has not said. So if you don't know what he has said, then I can't lay hold onto what's mine. Although you may be a believer, although you may be a good person, although you may love God. If I don't know how to agree with him. and me saying i'm sick when he has called me whole i am not in agreement <laughs> me being worried and he tells me not to be worried i am not in agreement i'm not in compliance with his word so he's not bound to perform something that he is not something that he has not declared hebrews 11 and 6 hebrews 11 and 6 But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Now, let's back up a little bit. Let's deal with this word, please. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Now, oftentimes we we look at this, we've been taught that that, uh, there's a bunch of things we have to do. From our through our own being or self effort, being I got to make sure that I don't say anything bad. I got to make sure I pray. No, 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 no. That's not what that means. And let me say this: There's nothing that we can do in our own strength, old covenant, that would please the Father. You want to be good. You want to walk upright, but, but even when I'm not that good, as long as I agree, if, agree with he's not looking necessarily for my performance. He's looking for my agreement. That explains why you can look at someone who seems like they ought not have anything. They may not be the perfect saint, but they agree with God, and they get everything that God promised them. While the one that's trying to please God through their actions have nothing. Because they think it's by their own efforts and it's not. Read it for yourself. I don't have time to go there. But Isaiah 53, 10 and 11. Jesus already pleased the Father. What Jesus did pleased the Father. Are you here? Let me read it. Yet it pleased the Lord, Did it pleased the Lord, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He had put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul in an offering for sin. He shall see the, his seed, he shall prolong, prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see of the travail of his soul and shall be satisfied by his knowledge. Shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Jesus, what Jesus did his sacrifice pleased the Father. Now, write this down. That word pleased, this is what it means. This word pleased, in the Greek, it means to gratify. Someone say gratify. gratify. It means to gratify fully, to gratify. Meaning, <coughs> watch this, meaning whenever our convictions, our persuasions, our beliefs, pissed is Greek word, pissed is our faith, whenever our beliefs Disagree with what God says; He is not gratified. He is not pleased. So, in other words, without fa- what the scripture says, without faith, it is impossible to please Him. In other words, when I'm in, when I'm not in agreement, God is not gratified. So, but when I'm in agreement, He's fully gratified. That's what that means. So in other words, without faith, you can read it like this, without faith, it is impossible to be in agreement with God. Without faith, believing, moral convictions, persuasion. See, if I'm not fully persuaded that he could do what he promised, I'm not in agreement. So without faith, it is impossible. Possible to be in agreement with God not pleased in the sense that there's something I must do in my own strength to please the Father are you with me <laughs> hmm. Psalm 62 so what's point number three point number three I must agree with God right Psalm 6211. Listen to this. I might be ready come resurrection Sunday. I might be. Give me. I'm, I'm, I, don't, I might be ready. <laughs> Watch this. Psalm 6211. God. Let me stop yelling. God has spoken once twice I have heard this that power belongs to God hold on preacher God spoke once but I heard it twice I submit to you the second third, fourth and continuous time was you saying back to God what he has said about you So he spoke once, but I heard it twice. Lord, you said. <laughs> so you must say back to God what he said about you. Agree with God. And let me show you Matthew 18 18 CEV. Two more verses, and we are finished. Look at this. I promise you that God in heaven will allow. Whatever you allow on earth. But he will not allow anything you don't allow. Do you see? I promise you, don't agree with God and see what happened. although you love him. If you don't agree with him, he's going to allow whatever that thing is you came into agreement with. But if I agree with him, he's going to allow that thing to manifest. I promise you, uh, the original translation that uh, whatever you bind on earth should be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth should be loosed in heaven. But watch this. I promise you that God in heaven will allow whatever you allow on earth. So as much as you love God, if you are saying something that's not in agreement with his word, that very thing will be allowed to come. So that's why, beloved, no matter how Bad things may see to look right. while look not at things which are seen. Why? Because they're temporal. You cannot come into agreement with anything that God has not said. Who said it? Hebrews 10, 23. So point number three, we must what? Agree with God. Hebrews 10.23 We must hold tightly to the hope we say is ours after all we can trust watch this the one who made the agreement with us do y'all see this Notice that word, we keep that resounding word, agreement. So we must hold tightly to the hope we say is ours, to our profession of faith. Why? Because first of all, or after all, we know that the one who made the agreement with us is faithful. So we must hold tightly in the midst of whatever is going on, even when it looks contrary to you, hold fast to the hope we say is ours. After all, we can trust the one who made the agreement with us. Last verse John 5 14, 15 ERV. Are you here? I hope this blessed you. Get these verses, meditate on these verses begin to spend more time in the presence of the Lord. 1 John five, fourteen and 15. We can come to God with no doubts. <laughs> this means that when we ask God for things and those things agree, With what God wants for us, do you see this? God cares about what we say, He listens to us every time we ask Him, so we know that He gives us whatever we ask from Him. Notice what the scripture says in verse 14 this means. When we ask God for things and those things agree. There it go. How about shit? Whatever you are professing, is it in agreement with what God said? Let me tell you something. This is a great time For believers. (laughs) Why? Because we know exactly what his word says. Or at least we should. Are you in agreement with what God says? As I close, first point, if we are to keep advancing in adversities, number one, we have to look to God. Why? Because He is our safe place. He is our safe haven, our protection, our safeguard, our refuge. Number two, we must allow His word to become our defense. That unsaleable place, what do you mean? That place where I can't be questioned, defeated are attacked. (laughs) And third, we have to agree. It's not enough just to read the word. We have to agree with what God has declared. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com